Welcome to Coffee Time Chats with Sean Mitchell and the John F. Wood Center. All right, um, so we're very excited to welcome our guest, Sean Mitchell. He is a University of, uh, University of Guelph alumni, and he's also one of the three creators of Fifth Bean Liquor. Hi, Sean. Um, Hi, Gerlene, it's nice to chat with you. <laughs> you as well. Uh, why don't you start us off with telling us a little bit about your business? Right, so uh, the origins of uh, Fifth Bean really start um, uh, with my background in uh, Ontario agriculture, as well as uh, my business partners. Um, we all come from farms in uh, Western Ontario, and we were passionate about channeling um, that experience into something of substance um, during our time at U of G. Um, so we got involved with uh, the university's Project Soy Innovation Competition in the fall of 2018, which essentially um, uh, a competition that's run um, that fosters student innovation related to soy product development at the University of Guelph. Um, of course, as second and third year students, uh, we wanted to have a bit of fun doing this. And uh, to that end, um, we, uh, we wanted if we could make alcohol using soybean, um, soybean byproducts or just soybeans in general. And uh, this isn't typically something that we, you know, you hear of happening in North America. Although uh, soy wine production has been happening, um, you know, in Asia, um, in other parts of the world for, for thousands of years, actually. Um, this was really, for, for, as far as I can tell, this is the first time um, that a soy alcohol production has happened in North America. And so we, we based our production process off of um, traditional soy wine production, and then took it a step further um, by distilling it um, after fermentation um, to create uh, a soy alcohol that we could then use for our product, um, which was fifth bean. And uh, the name of our product comes from, um, you know, yield forecasting methods that um, farmers would typically use to measure or predict how good their, their soybean crop would be. So, you know, uh, three beans in a pod of a soybean is, tends to be pretty good um, uh, for a soybean plant. And then, uh, you know, four or four beans is really good. And uh, five, five beans in a pod is almost unheard of. Um, but it's, uh, it's usually a really good indicator of a really good crop. And to that end, we, we want fifth bean to indicate um, premium quality uh, soy cream liqueur. Um, so that's, uh, that's what we're all about. Well, that sounds amazing. Um, what would you say has been like the most challenging part of like starting your own business? Yeah, so I mean, there's been plenty of challenges, but I, the, the main thing that makes um, starting a distillery or an alcohol startup in Ontario particularly difficult um, is uh, the, the regulation, um, the regula regulatory barriers that exist in Ontario um, and Canada as a whole, but particularly Ontario, it's hard to, uh, to start an alcohol um, production company um, at all. I mean, that, that exists um, in wine, beer, um, any cider, everything. Um, but particularly with, with distillation, um, there are a lot of uh, regulatory hurdles that we have to get, jump through. And uh, we're getting there as a company, but I mean, we still haven't uh, actually um, generated any revenue yet. And uh, we've, been, we've been working towards that for, for almost two years now. Um, so that, that kind of give you, gives you a scope of um, how difficult it has been for us. Um, there have also been other barriers, you know, you know uh, challenges. COVID, COVID-19 has been a challenge for us. 
um, we uh, we procure uh, some of our ingredients um, as byproducts, and I'll, I can get into that in a bit. Um, but that that in, that entails us going right into into a food production facility to uh, to grab some of our ingredients to use for the alcohol production, and that that's difficult. I mean, frankly, to go into a, a food production plant during a pandemic um, when um, you know we. we they don't they don't know where we're coming from and we don't really know where they're coming from either there's you know a number of workers in those facilities so it is a challenge and uh um it's hasn't been insurmountable and we've uh we've been persevering through it um but it but it is challenging yeah for sure like covid has set back a lot of businesses and it's definitely a difficult time especially with your business and it's just starting i assume right like you like you've been doing it for two years, but it's in the works. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, like I said, we started off with uh, the Project Soy Innovation Competition and we, we did our mm -hmm. first prototype then, um, you know, just um, under the auspices of research. Um, it was through the university. So we could kind of pass it off as research and uh, that allowed us to, um, you know, demonstrate our um, production process. Um, but then there's a there's a big gap between you know demonstrating idea and commercializing mm -hmm. it right so um, because of the restrictions on alcohol production in Ontario we have been um, actually partnering with a local distillery um, okay. to to produce the first batches of our product and we've been doing product testing with them um, since the since the fall this this past fall and uh, uh, you know again we've demonstrated that it that the production process is sound and it's uh, commercially mm -hmm. viable. Um, so now our, our next challenge is um, getting it to market, getting to the LCBO, um, making it available to consumers. Wow. Um, what would you say is like a new skill you've kind of learned while starting this new business? I would say um, supply chain management okay. um, has been interesting for us. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, as an entrepreneur, you can you can talk about all the good stuff, time management, and all that. But I would say <laughs> Um, supply chain management has been um, probably the most uh, unique skill that you know I didn't have coming coming from uh, my classes, um, my background, mm -hmm. um, and that was particularly related to um, the fact that we we procure um, some of our ingredients, our tofu byproducts, um, and they're waste ingredients. So you can't just go out onto Amazon and order um, this kind of stuff online. Um, and we had to uh, really uh, build relationships with existing companies that, that produce these byproducts um, and uh, approach them in a way that was consistent with our, um, our economic realities. I mean, uh, really the, the, the waste wasn't that valuable and um, you know, they were, it was literally just going down the drain, but um, it had value to us and uh, managing, you know, balancing that, that value proposition um, was important. And then logistically, um, you know, getting to the, uh, you know, reaching a balance between where we weren't an inconvenience to them um, and uh, that we were compensating them fairly and making that all mesh so that we could cooperate together and um, uh, work in a way that we could get what we needed well um, reciprocating and, uh, like getting them what they needed as well. So that, and that, that was a unique balance. Um, I mean, because we're, we're starting from scratch too, I mean, the supply chain 
management um, is difficult because uh, the quantities you're dealing with, right? Yeah. Um, you know, st starting with, uh, you know, low, low quantities of ingredients um, to produce um, small batches um, isn't what most of these um, alcohol, uh, you know, suppliers are, or, you know, beverage ingredient suppliers are usually used to dealing with. And uh, that was a challenge as well. Yeah, like I own an e-commerce bakery and when we were getting started, we kind of didn't know where to get our supplies from yeah. and like what would be the best supplies and where to go to and how much we needed. So I feel like that was something we struggled with completely, like the exact same. And I guess it was difficult at the time, but as we went on, we kind of like learned and saw what was like best for us. So that's something I feel like I kind of relate to. Yep. Um, so, uh, if you were, if there was one thing you would say to someone that like wanted to start their own business, what would you, that be like, what would you be your number one tip? Yeah. So I, I mean, you could give lots of advice to young entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, it's a big endeavor. Um, but I would, I would just say be flexible and open to change. Um, you know, what you envision for your company at the outset isn't necessarily what it should be or what it could be. Um, while having a vision is really important. Um, for your company from the very beginning. Um, I found that it is really important to, you know, keep an open mind about uh, what you could be. Um, listen to what mentors and professionals um, already in your industry have to say. Um, I know from personal experience that our vision for Fifth Bean has constantly evolved um, from when we first started um, working out of um, my co-founder's garage, um, making Fifth Bean. Um, you know, we, uh, our, our vision for our product has, has evolved over the, the course of that, that process. Um, you know, we, for example, we, we knew we could produce alcohol um, from, from soybeans, um, theoretically, and we, we did that. Um, but, you know, we, we initially thought, okay, we'll make uh, vodka or gin. That's, that's typically what um, distilleries first make um, when they're um, first starting up. So we thought we'd try that. And realistically, um, you can get uh, much better tasting gin and, and um, uh, vodka um, from potatoes or juniper. You don't need to get, make it from, from soybeans. Um, so uh, our value proposition as a company was not to, to, to go that traditional path of a distillery um, startup. We, we really had to uh, innovate. And that's where um, we, we really came up with the idea of incorporating um, soy cream to make a cream liqueur um, because it had, you know, it has that um, advantage of being produced with some soy alcohol as well as soy cream. And that had other um, product attributes that advantaged us such as, you know, being vegan, um, being more sustainable. We use a substantially less amount of water um, uh, due to, uh, you know, not having, not, not driving our, our cream from dairy. Um, and it had other, you know, from us just in general, it had other product attributes that were advantageous. And the fact that we had our mind open to innovating in that way um, meant that we were able to um, grow, I would say, our vision for the company um, in a good way. I think that's an amazing tip. Um, okay, what would you say is like the most interesting or exciting thing about owning a business in the agriculture food industry? Um, 
So that's a, you know, I mean, that's a difficult question. I mean, I, I think um, when you, when you, you have to first think about what the food and agriculture industry is, right. I mean, it can be anything from a restaurant to a farmer, um, you know, a cash crop farmer and uh, you know, growing up, my conception of the agriculture industry was um, what my, my family was doing, you know, growing uh, corn, soybeans, wheat, white beans. Um, that's fairly typical of Southern Ontario and what people traditionally think of when they think um, of the food and agriculture industry. Um, but it's much more than that. And I think um, that's what I, I've grown to appreciate the most is the innovation that goes on every day in the, the agri-food industry to feed, um, you know, in Ontario to feed, you know, 13 million people and globally 7 billion people. Um, the, the innovation involved in that isn't just growing the food, it's the distribution network, it's, it's the, the food, uh, the food science industry that goes into making um, the raw ingredients for food into um, the food that we enjoy eat every day. Um, so I think that's the most exciting part is that uh, an agri-food company um, can be a lot of different things. Um, it's uh, uh, there's no there's no one um, agri-food company um, that that defines agri-food business. Um, you know, unlike tech or unlike. Um, yeah you know, transportation, other things. Um, the agri-food industry can be a lot of different things all at once. And I, it's uh, always exciting to be involved in something that diverse and uh, innovative. Um, you talked about uh, like your, the vegan bean idea. I'm sorry, I don't know for sure, but it came, you got the idea from somewhere else. Is that what it? Yeah, so uh, are you you're referring to the, the alcohol production? Yes. Yeah, yes. so um, traditionally, uh, soy alcohol has been has been produced in Asia um, from okay. from from tofu for uh, for soybeans and tofu for a number of years, centuries, millennia, probably. Um, and uh, that's typically, you know, makes a soy wine. So it's just fermented. Um, it's usually, you know, 13 to 20 percent, depending on um, the strength. And uh, what we what we changed about that was we we distilled it so we significantly uh, strengthened the product um, into you know uh, a base alcohol that's about eighty percent um, and it's it's a neutral tasting alcohol it's it's you know quite palatable on on its own um, but you can then uh, do a lot of things with that that are exciting and because uh, it is um, produced from from soy um, it, it just it just made sense to make a soy cream liqueur. Um, because there really aren't that many um, alternatives to traditional cream liqueurs um, that you think about, you know, Bailey's, um, other, other, uh, you know, Forty Creek uh, cream liqueur, you can name them, um, the list goes on, but there, there really aren't options for people who would like to consume um, a cream liqueur beverage um, other than um, traditional dairy cream liqueurs that exist. So did you kind of like see that? And, and is that kind of how you based on your process to get to this? Absolutely. I mean, just to give a good idea, it doesn't mean consumers yeah. want it. And we really saw a market um, available. You know, there's a gap in the market that existed for us to fill. And we uh, we believe that Fifteen fills that gap um, or will fill that gap um, really well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really don't have any more questions, but, uh, do you have any? 
No, thanks for having me uh, for the chat today, Gerlene. It's awesome. And uh, thank you so much. For I, coming. you know, I will say that the Wood Center um, played uh, played a large role both in terms of mentorship and funding for us um, right when we were first getting started. And uh, you know, without the Wood Center, I'm not sure if we would have um, continued on after we uh, we first came up with the idea and won Project Soy in 2018. Um, so it was uh, it was a it's a big step for us to uh, to continue on, and the Wood Center played a large role in that. So uh, for that, I think thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming. Enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, thanks. It was a pleasure.